0: are created to create, and uh, the topic today is Secrets to Increasing Your Productivity. So this will be the first part uh, to that, okay? So uh, uh, Bible scripture from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, all through chapter 1 and chapter 2 so we would not read now by the time i get to those points we are going to discuss them we are going to read some of those verses so because of our time we will just uh start right away all right i'll start this way by saying that nothing was created without a purpose there's always a purpose behind the creation of anything okay before anything is actually created there is a purpose in the heart of the manufacturer or the producer of that particular product. So nothing was created without a purpose and that means that purpose defines all things. Anything we see around us is actually defined by purpose. In fact, it defines the beginning and end of everything, including humans. So before God actually created humans, there was an intent in the heart of God before he created humans. Purpose, uh, in simple terms, purpose is the reason for the existence of a thing. That is the reason why something existed. So nothing exists without a reason and purpose brings a thing into existence. There's this part of the scripture, Ephesians chapter 1, that was saying that before the foundation of the heart that we were predestined, that we came into being. You know, you would ask this question that how is it possible for us to come into existence before the heart was even created? In fact, it it said that He has chosen us before the foundation of the heart. And these are some of the ways in which we can understand that. That even before the heart came into being, we have been. Praise God. Are are we following? All right. Now, uh, that has to do with, uh, in fact, I used to say it this way, that there wouldn't be uh, the heart now if there was no humans. It was because God had us in mind. He wanted to create us as humans. He was not like, come on, I want to create humans, so I want humans to do something. Now, because I want humans to do something, and that thing they need to do, we all know that popular scripture that says that we should have dominion, where? Where? on heart that means that the heart came into existence because humans are about to exist or humans have existed in the mind of god i don't know if i'm making sense so uh, the heart was designed for humans not humans for the heart so to say so we are talking about the purpose you know for every creation every product that is created there's always a reason why that particular thing is created And, of course, we saw that when God created the heavens and the earth, he gave the reason or purpose for creating every single thing. Every creation that does otherwise defeats the reason for its existence. You cannot be wealthy if you are not productive. I mean, if you are unproductive, wealth and unproductivity do not stay in the same apartment. We are going to see more of that. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 4, I'm going to read from here. It says In the beginning, God created the heaven and the heart, and the heart was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Now, we could see from the, uh, uh, the opening of this chapter that there was a reason why God created the light. That means there was a purpose or intent in the heart of God before he actually declared that let there be light. There was a reason for the creation of the uh, of light. And down that way in chapter 1 of Genesis, when God created the firmament, there was likewise a reason. You know, the firmament was supposed to separate the waters from the waters. Are we together? You know, when the heart was... The way you will understand what happened in Genesis, Genesis, of course, God is perfect, God creates awesome things. So the question you should ask is, why is it that the heart that God created, Bible says, it was void, you know, it was formless, all right, and it was in darkness? Of course, between Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2, or, you know, just in between there, there, there is an event that occurred, and that event was what we saw in the book of Isaiah or Ezekiel, talking about the war that occurred in heaven between Lucifer I hope you know that Lucifer is a good name. It means uh I think the morning star. I think. Alright, so Lucifer in its way, that word Lucifer is not bad, is because of the personality that took others point the name. Are we together? So that's what brought about the the chaos we had on heart because we do know that it was sent down here to the heart. And you know God was not trying to reorganize what has been disorganized. You know everything was just in chaos. Waters were everywhere. The way I used to explain that is when you are at home and your your kitchen is in your bedroom and your toilet is in your uh, bedroom, your dining table is on the roof. Everything is scattered. That's the way the heart was. Because if we look at it, it says for the farmer farmer separating waters from the waters. In other, a part of the water will be up there, and another one down here. Are we getting it? Then it called. He could called forth the the land. Of course, the land separates the seas. That's when we, in fact, was what gave birth to the continent. Because in a way it's the waters that separated the the land. So what we are saying is that every single thing that God created, there was an intent in the heart of God before He created them even the the grass the herbs the the, the, the sun moon and so on and so forth you know what the uh, f- uh the funny thing is that after the fall of man it seems that everything else understood the reason for their creation except humans if you ask humans why are you created they probably wouldn't know or probably they would begin to blab or they don't they wouldn't go straight to the point you know for begs they know what they were created to fly in fact they don't go to fly schools you know for the fishes they don't even go to swimming schools they know what they were supposed to do but humans for crying out loud sometimes you just imagine what humans do and you be like for I mean, for crying out loud, sometimes a man can say, I'm no longer a man, I'm now a woman. And you begin to wonder, like, do you even know the intent of God, the purpose, why he created you? is like we are not even thinking right. So it seems as though humans are the only species, so to say, that don't understand the reason why they were created. And that's why we'll be talking about why were you created. Because if we're able to answer some of these questions, that will help us to increase our productivity. Are we following? If we are able to... uh, In fact, that will help us to live a good life. You know, I I read about uh, Martin Luther. He was saying that if you don't have something, you are willing to die. You have not started living. Praise God. I mean, by the time you, what he was trying to say in a way is that by the time you get old for the reason, or of the reason for your existence, I mean, you just started living. Because there is definitely, there is nothing else that can stop you. You are ready to go all the way for that particular thing. And we are going to look briefly at why were you created. This is very important. I wrote down here that the most important discovery of your life is self discovery. Everything else will fall into place if you know the reason for your creation and the resources given to you to fulfill this. So the, the greatest discovery of our lives are actually a self-discovery, getting to know who you are and the resources God has given to you. So your greatest discovery is self-discovery. You start living when you come in terms with your essence. The most important meeting you can ever have is with your creator. Just the two of you and no one else with you as the subject of discussion. Praise God. I believe I'm making sense. Alright? So the most important meeting you can ever have is with your creator. Now you are having the meeting with your creator and he's telling you do you know what, before I even created you that's what. That's why Jeremiah was saying that uh, while you were in the womb I know you, you understand Uh, you know, he knows us he formed us in our mother's womb I believe we are still going to get to that topic, probably not today when we are going to deal with the resources God has given to us we are going to look at the meaning of fearfully and wonderfully made, because when you to understand those things, you begin to walk in self-confidence. You are not afraid of anything. You are not afraid to go for an interview or for an exam because, in a way, that exam does not define you. Either you fail or pass the exam. It doesn't actually matter. It's just like if, for instance, this drum, if I tell this drum, you are stupid, Does that make the drum stupid? No. If I tell this drum you are not beautiful, you are this and that, it doesn't change the content of that drum. Are we together? It doesn't change the color of that drum. If we begin to understand some of these things, it will help us to take life with confidence and know that there is something in us that there is no other person on her that having it. That is why we have different fingerprints. It's awesome that my fingerprint is different from yours and from every other person because there's something unique about me that you cannot help me to do. And if I'm not there, no one else can do it. I don't know if you get the gist. So I enter any office without confidence because I have a value that I'm going to put on the table that they don't have. In fact, they are going to beg me to come. Are we together? And if we don't understand some of these things, we wouldn't be able to live our lives properly. Of course, when God was about to create every other thing, he spoke to some things. That means he spoke to something outside. For instance, when he wanted to create the trees, the Bible says that he spoke to the heart, that's to the land, okay, that bring forth trees. Okay, so and Bible says that they had bring forth fruit trees and God saw it that it was good, you know. So the, all the plants we see around us came from the uh, from the soil. You know, we talk about source. That means the source of the trees is from the land or from the earth. That is why that is why the um that is why. Sorry, that is why the, the 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 trees cannot do without the soil. I am I making sense because they came from the land. They took source, it's like a river that forgets its source, it's going to dry up. They cannot they can't go to the sky and go. No, because they Came from the soil. Same with sea animals. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 20 and 24, Bible says that God spoke to the to the seas likewise. He said, Bring forth creatures inside of you. And the seas brought off creatures. And the same thing with animals, God spoke to the land and they came forth. That is why all those creatures they are linked to their source. And of course, when they die, they are still going back to their source. But when it was the time to create man. God did not speak to anything else, but he spoke to himself. And we saw that in verse 27, 26, 27 of Genesis chapter 1, Bible says that God said, let us create man in our own word, in our own image. That means God didn't speak to any of that, he spoke to himself. That is why uh, we came from God are we together? So because he spoke to himself, we came from him. You know, I used to call that meeting in that verse of the scriptures, I used to call it an executive meeting, the highest level of meeting, because God had a meeting and there was an agenda for that meeting. You know, part of the agenda was what product do we want to create. So the Godhead met, and let's have a meeting. We need to discuss. We have a special product that we need to produce. We have been creating several other products. We have created the fishes. We have created the sun, the moon, and all that. But this time around, this particular product is also and we can't just create this product without having an executive meeting. So there was an executive meeting, and in that meeting, they gathered, and part of the agenda was what product do we want to create? They were asking that question. And of course, the answer, we want to create man. Are we together? They were, went further. What do we want this product to do? We don't. Want, we don't just want to create a product. We want to. We want that product to do something. And we saw it in that verse because we, it went ahead that uh, 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 they, 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 they 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 have dominion on hearts, subdue, blah blah, fruitful and all that. You know. So there is an assignment or a function that the product was supposed to do. So the next thing after saying, all okay, we want this product to do this particular thing. The next thing is, how do we equip this product to carry out what we want it to do? Is it making sense? It's making sense. Look at that line. In fact, we're still going to get to this point, maybe later on, to look at how you get to be, making a product or how you become creative if you are able to answer some of these questions then creativity will come into play because you're asking this question what product do I want to create alright now okay I want to create this particular product now what do I want this product to do alright this product what I want this product to do will it meet uh, will it solve a problem? Are we making sense? All right. If it's going to solve a problem, okay, I have identified the problem, how do I want to equip this product to solve the problem, okay? So God was asking that, how am I going to equip this product that I want to uh, create to carry out what I want it to do? That is why it is awesome to know that no human is a mistake. Even if a person was born out of whatsoever circumstance, in fact, I used to say that that circumstance is part of the plan. Praise God is part of the plan because God may that means that that individual has something in or in, in him or her that will solve that problem. You know, when a problem surfaces, we should be happy because that's an opportunity to show ourselves, to express our giftings, to express the reason why we were created. If we have light everywhere. There would not be a reason for light. I don't know if you get it. If you are the light, and for instance, let's say when it's sunny, you now uh, bring out uh, your your torch or your lamp, you, you shine it, it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make any difference. But when there is a problem, when there is darkness, in fact, if you bring the dimmest torch, will it make a difference? Will it make a difference? Yes. That means that when there's a problem, we should be happy, all right? Because that is uh, an avenue for us to actually express our gifts and resources. Now how do we implement our plans? That's another question that was asked in the meeting. Is there a provision to salvage the product if it malfunctions? Praise God. You know, these are interesting. That is why you will, know, there is a particular verse that says that the lamp has been slain before the foundation of the earth. Have you read that particular verse of scriptures? This just explained it. That means in the meeting they were like, let's assume the product were. Uh, we are making or creating. Let's say it malfunctions, and that malfunctioning is the fall of man, the sin that came to 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 the heart. So there was already a provision for the malfunctioning. Amen. It's just like probably maybe this laptop, for instance, the 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 the, the, the manufacturer of this product, apart from creating this product, uh what's it called a provision? Like, okay, if this product malfunctions we have spare parts all right we have uh, engineers we have uh, we have you know stores that we can use to replace it so god was like i am going to make jesus as a provision peradventure this product malfunctions that explains why the bible was saying that jesus was Crucified was slain, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the heart. So, God wasn't surprised when man malfunctioned. There was already a provision for him, and the provision came. That is why we should understand when we understand this, you will live your life properly, and you will live your life with self confidence. You will live your life in fulfillment of God's purpose. All right, and if yes, if it malfunctioned, what is the provision uh, that we are going to make? Alright, so I'll just take it a step further. Now, the outcome of the meeting, I've mentioned the the agenda of the meeting, uh, the outcome of the meeting now. So, they, of course, when they had the meeting, they were like, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Yes or no? Yes, all right. So I'm going to uh, only dwell on that today. The next time we meet, we're going to deal with the other part that talks about dominion, blah, blah. You will see another light to that verse of scriptures. But I'm going to just touch on the image and according to our likeness. Many at times you may not understand this, but I'm going to break it down so that you understand it. Because when you understand it, you will get to know better why you were created and you will live your life the way God wants you to live it. Now, it says, let them be like we are, in form and in nature. That's just the simple terms. Let them be just as we are, as God, all right? So that is why it's not out of place when the book of Psalms, chapter 82, verse 6, says, ye are God. Are we together? Of course, I am a God, and I'm not ashamed to say that. But sometimes you'll be like, I'm proud. You guys, you are proud by saying you are God. But don't you think I am? I am. Amen. I am God. That is why uh, the book of Psalms says, Ye are gods. And Jesus reiterated this later in uh, John chapter 10, verse 34, when he was discussing and they were like, You are equating yourself to God, blah, blah. And he said, Is it not written in your book that ye are gods? All right. Now, he says, you are the son of the Most High. You know, someone asked me sometimes ago, he said, is God male or female? I answered the individual. I said, God is neither male nor female, but God is spirit. And spirit is neither male nor female. Are we together? Because John 4 verse 24 says God is spirit and those that worship him, they are going to worship him in spirit and in what? In truth. Now, the next question you should ask, because he will say God created us in his own likeness and in his own image. Now, the next question you should ask is does God have a physical body? Am I making sense? Because if Bible says that uh, we are created in his likeness and in his uh, uh, image, does he have a physical body? The answer to that is no. And I'm going to tell you why. All right. You know, why do we have physical bodies if God does not, if truly we took his form? You know, God created the human spirit and the body separately, and the two are damn separate. They are different. Hallelujah. In the book of Genesis chapter uh, uh, chapter 1 just where we read it says he created humans you know verse 26 27. That word they created was from the word bara and that word bara means to create. That means you form something from nothing. Are we together? So that you see that the account of human creation in the Bible was stated twice. It is not uh, a coincidence. It's because of the stores that went on there all right of course the first is You know, I said God spoke to himself. That means the way I used to see it is this, that God took a part of himself. You know, in in school, in biology, we talk of amoeba, the way amoeba uh, reproduce, you know, it's via fission, like division. So it will just cut part of itself, and you have another uh, amoeba. That's the way I see it. So God just took part of himself, just like the amoeba thing, and the part he took was human. Are we together? Now, uh, uh, but in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, we saw another account that the Bible says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. That means that God was carving man okay, is different from the one I just explained. If you look at the two, the, the Hebrew weights that were used for the two are actually different. The first one was bara, which means create. The second one was hasa, which means to form. The two are different. Create means you are forming something from nothing. That means you don't have a raw material. But for form, there is a raw material are we making sense? You know, when I was talking about how God created the trees, the fishes, blah, blah, I said God spoke to the soil, bring them forth, and it brought them forth. But this time around, when it was God, I mean, man, God spoke to himself. That's, he created the spirit. So, that spirit man took the form of God in all respect. So, the spirit man took the form of God in terms of his likeness, and of course, the nature. But now, humans, the spirit human or the spirit man that's why if I say man it's not gender sensitive Is either male or female it doesn't matter because spirits are not gender sensitive. There is no male or female spirit. Both are the same. That is why either male or female, you have the same stand before God. When we get to heaven, there is no marriage between you and another person. Are we together? Because there is no male or female. There is spirit. There are spirits. That is why when those guys were asking Jesus that Jesus, a woman wanted to marry, uh, marry a, a, sorry, married a man, the man died, the brother took all up to seven times and they were like okay who is going to be the the who is going to be the husband of the woman there do you know the first thing Jesus said Jesus said you guys are foolish I mean, because for, you now say, do you think there would be a marriage or there, there wouldn't be because we are spirits, we are not we are not male nor female. Are we making sense? Now, what defines the gender is the body. And it is this body that God formed in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. So he carved the head, carved the hands, carved the legs, carved the... Tommy and all that. That is why we saw that after he has carved the O thing, Babu says that it was lifeless. Am I making sense? It was lifeless. It's just like making a, a carved image. It was lifeless until God brought the spirit man and put that spirit man into the body. That is why we call the body Uh, Paul referred to the body as a house, or a house, a temple. In another place, he said clothed. That's why he was saying that we look forward to the time we are going to be unclothed, you know, and we'll pick up a celestial clothing. Are we together? So, am I making sense thus far? Are you gaining something? Are you better than you came? If we continue this way for one month, two months, how are we going to be? You know, you are going to deal with life also, okay? So what now defines the male thing? When the first man that God carved, you know, I didn't say create now, was now the male man. Okay, and that is, we now have Adam. He, you know, Adam could not have contact with the heart because the heart is physical. Spirits don't have contact here. They need a physical body to have a contact in this realm. Are we together? So for Adam to fulfill his purpose because his purpose was on heart, not in heaven. I mean, that is another thing we should take note of. Many of us, we want to go to heaven when, while God is saying, your assignment is here on heart. I don't know if you get it. We are so blind as believers sometimes that we are just looking forward to that day, the rapture will happen, or the day we'll go to heaven. When God says we have an assignment here, have we forgotten that when Jesus was even teaching us how to pray, he said, let thy will be done, where? On earth, as it is, where? In heaven. That means that there is, I hope we are going to get there too later on, that means there is a kingdom here and there is a will of God on earth. It is not the will of God to leave the heart, Amen. It is the will of God to bring what is happening in heaven, make it happen here. All right. So, of course, we know the process of how God created the female body by taking a part of the male guy, you know, and he formed the female body. All right, So we have the female human, and that is what we call woman. Some people call that womb man. That is, you know, woman, W-O-M-A-N. If you separate it, the W-O now is womb, and you have man here. So womb man. That means a man that has a womb. So any man or body that has a womb is a female, woman. All right? And every man without a womb is a uh, a man. So that explains uh, uh, the true uh, thing, the way we are created. And of course, the body shall go back. Yeah, this is very important. That's important too. You know, I told us something that where we came from, we are going to go back there. I used the example of the animals, of the plant. I've asked this question before, you know, while I was young, that when we kill chicken for Christmas, where will the spirit of the chicken go to? (laughs) You know, praise God. And the answer is simple. They will go back to where they came, where they came from the soil, from the heart. So they don't have spirit that will go anywhere. They will go back, you know, to the soil. But for humans, the body without, nobody who says dust thee will go back to the dust. uh, that verse was not referring to the spirit of the man, it was referring to the body of the man, that I made this body from the soil and you are going to go back there. But that spirit is going to go back to God, who is the source. That is why you should know that we are eternal. You know, we used to think that it's only God that is eternal. No, humans are eternal because we are spirit. Because we are God. I mean, it's making sense. Either you are a believer or not you are eternal you know you are going to die fine that is a transition not an extinction so you are just transiting to another realm. you are eternal being i'm eternal you are eternal because the spirit being that we have is eternal all right so of course our spirit will go back to the source who is god who is uh God, I've mentioned the form, all right? Now I'm going to mention the nature, you know, likeness, image, and all that. So I've mentioned the form. I want to mention the nature just quickly. Yeah, The nature now is this, like what we do. So God was like, let them do as we do. So whatsoever God is doing, he wants us to do. He Again, he says, let them act as we act. That's the meaning, let them behave as we behave. Let them create as we create. That is important. We are creators. Let them walk as we walk. We are going to look at this work thing too better. You know, work is a blessing. Work is not a cause, all right? So, in fact, before before human died, I mean, before the fall of man, there has always been work. So, work is a blessing. So, if God is a creator and you were created in his likeness, then you are a creator and you are wired to be a creator. You live below expectation if you aren't creative. You know, I said something the other time that when God created the product, he gave the product every resources that would be needed for that product to carry out the, uh, the function, all right? It's just like if I create this phone and I want this phone to, to, to make calls, and I refuse to give this phone the ability or resources to make calls. I think that's not right. Is that right? Now, that means that before this phone came into existence, I would have put into this phone everything that would be needed. All right? That is why uh, it's been said that the wealthiest place on earth is the grief because many people go back to the grave having used maybe 5% of the resources they were given Are we making sense? Having used maybe 7.5% In fact some people use 2.5% and they celebrate it When they now get to heaven they will now be like ah. So 2.5% more low Timbawa low 98% God what would have happened? They instead of singing and laughing they would cry That's what the Bible was saying, that some people would be as though they passed through the fire. Though they crossed, but they would be like, "Ah, ah, How am I this wasteful? Are we together? So he gave you all you needed as a creator. So we don't have uh, an excuse to be a creator. I used to say this, you don't have any excuse to be anything you want to be in life. You don't have an excuse. The reason is because when you were coming, God gave you everything. You are saying, ah, I don't have a father who told you that you needed the father to be what you want to be. In fact, not having the father is one of the reasons why you were put in that family. I don't know if you, you get what I'm saying. Because God has seen that you would not have a father. He now gave you something that will make you stand out. So that anytime people see you, they marvel and be like, this guy doesn't have a father and he's doing this. Alright. That is what that place is saying that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The meaning of fearfully is something that causes you to marvel. It's not the kind of fear like a masquerade is chasing you, but the kind of fear that grip you like wow. This product is awesome. That if you read that verse for that, it says, Marvelous are your works. And we are his works. That means we are marvelous. That means that when you fail an exam, you come back strong, awesome, and you'll be like, I'm going to give it another shot because that does not define me. This is who I am. And people are like, are you serious for real? Or maybe you fail in, in a business. You started a business and the business crumbled. You just stood up and be like, that business crumbled. But the creator of the business have not crumbled. I'm the creator of the business. I'm going to build it from scratch. Amen. Are we together? So, you have products within you that you need to release before you die. How do you feel when you buy or make a product and it refuses to function? Let's assume that you went for this phone, you bought it for maybe 150,000, and when you came back home, you put it on and it refused to call out. It came up, that means it's alive, right? And it refused to call out. How will you feel? And that is how God is feeling. So God has made us, he has given us everything. We are breathing in oxygen, exhaling uh, 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 carbon dioxide, and we are not doing what he said we should do. So God is like, ah-ah, okay? All right, so I'm going to stop there. There are several other things we are going to take off next week. I'm, I'm going to answer some of these questions. How can I be a creator? How can I become creative? What can I create? Was it God's original plan for humans to worship him? Five more outcome of the meeting, man and management. Is there a distinction between work and job? How can I be productive? What is worse than death? What is greater than death? Then the five principles of creating uh, to creating wealth. So I'm going to talk about that the next time we meet, okay? So you were not created by chance. You were created with a purpose in the mind of your creator. So, everything you needed to fulfill this purpose has been given you all you needed to do is to make use of the resources god bless you god bless you now amen. <laughs> it's okay amen um, i think we have gained something yes or no all right so let's just have a word of prayers let's speak to god that god